some amazing programs on the second coming. And I just want to bless you today. And with me today is my friend, Pastor Dennis Shira, and Pastor Pedro, and Moridon. And we've been singing this song. It's going to come on, sing. Well, okay, uh, I, we won't do the verse because she didn't want me to, but we'll do the chorus. Go ahead. Oh, there's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. And I'm going to meet, to meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Oh, such singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear. To be glorious, I do declare. And God's own son will be the leading one at that meeting in the air. Listen, listen. We just want to encourage you today in the Lord. Amen. And I'm talking about the coming of the Lord. And we've been talking about the manner of the coming of the Lord and the purpose for the coming of the Lord. Mm. So please take your Bibles and let's get into the Word. And thank you for joining me and joining us today. Okay, so in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, it says, For the Lord himself will return from heaven with the shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we which are alive will meet them in the air. Hallelujah. Just like dear Pastor Dennis has been singing. He, he and I have known each other now how long? About 40 years. 40, uh, yeah, well, that's a long 42. time. Yeah, huh? 42, 1980. Yeah. My, we've, we've grown old, brother. I love it. When we, when we met, we had dark hair. Now we black, have and, I, hair. and back then, we were about the same weight, but now I'm a little more uh, advanced. <laughs> so the difference between the rapture and the visible return. Now, when we talk about the coming of the Lord, it's one event with... Two phases, two different times. So the rapture, the visible return, the second coming, one event, yet two different times. Okay. First Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17 is the great catching up. But then when you look at Matthew 25, 31 and 32, which I'll have dear Pedro read for us quickly, that talks about the visible return of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So are you ready with that there, my yes, brother sir. Pedro? Yes, sir. Okay, that's Matthew 25, 31, and 32, please. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all the nations and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. All right, so here we're talking about <coughs> the visible return, which takes place seven years after the rapture of the church. And then when you read Second Thessalonians 2, beginning at verse 1, again it talks about the rapture, where Paul is saying to the church, don't be troubled by the things you hear before the Lord returns in the rapture, meaning there will be a great falling away and that wicked one will be revealed, meaning the Antichrist. And then when you look at Zechariah 14, and beginning at verse 1 through verse 5, it talks again about the visible return of the Lord when his feet will stand upon the Mount of Olives. So 
when you look at scripture, now you're able to tell the difference between the great catching up of the church and the actual visible return of the Lord. But I want to talk about the purpose. Why is Jesus coming? Well, we all know the beautiful portion in John 14, verse 3, that God's son says, actually, can, can we read that one? That's so precious. Dear Marie, John 14, verse 3. I go to prepare a place for you. Go ahead, please read and verse 3 I for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. All right, also. now that's the rapture of the church again. But why? What's the purpose for the rapture? Look with me, please, at this most beautiful portion of John 17, 24. I will that they whom thou hast given me, the Lord is praying, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. So here we see the Lord so loves his church, he wants them with him. Frankly, he misses us. So you think about the love of Jesus, that he wants to rapture his church because he wants the church with him. Now, when you talk about the visible return of the Lord where every eye will see him, meaning the world will see him, and the tribes of the earth will mourn for him as for their only son. That happened seven years later when he will come to judge and rule for a thousand years. But today I want to deal with the great catching up and why, the purpose. Why is it going to happen? Well, number one, because the Lord loves you and wants you with him. But here's the second thing that is so powerful, and that's Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, that talks about how the Lord will change our vile bodies. I'd like Marie to read that for us one more time, and that is Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 20 and 21. In fact, dear Marie, I'll read that for them because I love this verse. It says, for our conversation or citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. So when you read the words, we look for the Savior, that's the rapture because the world is not looking for the Savior. The church is looking for the Savior who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. So the rapture will happen that we might be delivered from this vile body and receive a new body like his glorious body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the second purpose for the coming of the Lord, or we call the rapture. And number three, we also look at something really glorious, and that's Matthew 25, 19. He will come to reckon with his servants. So, dear Marie, read for us Matthew 25, 19. I am so excited about what we're talking about because we are almost there. Yeah. Saints, we're almost there. The coming of the Lord is so, so near. And I want to keep reminding you to prepare you for the coming of the Lord. Go ahead, Marie. And after, Matthew 25, 19. Yes. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so, I keep continuing. Yeah. Keep going. And so he that had received five talents came and brought over five talents, saying, Lord, 
that delivered unto me five talents, behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And then the other came with the two and so on. Mm -hmm. But now this is important that the Lord will return in the great catching up of the church to reckon with his servants, mm -hmm. with his people mm -hmm. in ministry. Right. Now we have to understand that the Lord uh, in Matthew 16, it talks about in verse 27, how the Lord will, will come to render every man according to his deeds, that's the visible return of the Lord. So there's two different phases of the second coming, two different events, basically, in the second coming. Now, you may want to say it's one event. Well, yes, the second coming of, of the Lord is one headline, but with two phases maybe is a better way to really say it. But here we see something powerful, and that is in the second phase, the Lord is coming to render to every man to judge every man, not the, not, not the saints here, every man according to his work. But Matthew 25, 19 deals with the servants, those who have been in ministry. Let's keep looking at something also so wonderful, and that is in 2 Timothy for, uh, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 8, and 1 Peter 5, also verse 4. But let me read for you. Second Timothy, I'd like you to write these scriptures down because they are so, so powerful and so needed to really be, be understood. So in Second Timothy 4 and verse 8, the word of God says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. That is the rapture of the church, because only the church loves is appearing, not the wicked. And then in 1 Peter 5, 4, we, we see another scripture, and I would like you all to write these beautiful scriptures down so you can read them again. It says, when the chief shepherd shall appear, rapture, you, the church, will receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Again, the rapture of the church. I want to show one, one more, and that is in 2 Thessalonians. So let's look at 2 Thessalonians. We're going to look at chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 10. Why the rapture? It says, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. Glory to Hallelujah. God. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe. So that's the rapture of the church. And I want to read one more and I'm going to give it to you because you said something powerful earlier that they don't, that they did not know you said about why the rapture. But let me also read this one. I think that's so precious. And that is Matthew 25 and 10. Well, the Lord will come for his bride, for his church. It has nothing to do with coming to judge the world. It has to do with the bridegroom and the bride, the church. Matthew 25, 10. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Go ahead. Well, that's, that's the 
That's the rapture is the part of the love story, isn't it? Exactly, it, it is. is part of the story exactly. of the bride seeking his bridegroom, which is us. And uh, I was looking at First John, where it says, uh, "Beloved," verse uh, chapter three, verse two. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear—that's the rapture—we yeah. shall be like Him. Speaks of our being glorified, for we shall see Him as He is. Physical eyes in a mortal body could not look upon the glory, only eyes in a glorified body. So uh, we have to be transformed, mm. basically, to even behold him. Mm. Because no man, the Lord says, no man can see me and live. No man will see me and stay alive. Meaning we will need our new bodies to see him with. Right. That's why Philippians 3, 20, 21 has got to happen. That we will yeah. be delivered from this vile body. So... You are going to meet your loved ones, not in heaven, in the air. Mm, mm -hmm. What it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, and some of you need to hear this because this is comforting. Yes. The Lord himself will return with the shout, the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we, all of us, including those loved ones who have, who have gone before, will be with the Lord forevermore. What a moment that will be. Now, the Lord returns for the church first. And the, and the reason I'm dealing with this is because so many are dismissing it, right. saying, you know, it's not going to happen. Uh, we, we're going to go through, through the tribulation. But I have something to say to you. That's not... The nature of God. Mm -hmm. God never ever judged the righteous and the wicked together. Think about Noah and the ark. Mm. God protected Noah and his family. Think about Sodom and Gomorrah. God protected Lot and even offered to protect his sons-in-law who rejected uh, the, the promise of protection. And that's why we are told in Luke 21, 36, watch and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that will come and to stand before the Son of Man. So God is offering you and I a way out, a way of escape. I've shared with you many times, maybe some of you don't remember, Isaiah 26, 20 and 21. Come, my people, it says, come, my people. Enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee as it were for a moment. Why? Verse 21, for behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. I don't even have to look at my Bible. I can tell you that by heart I know it. The Lord will come out of his place to punish who? The inhabitants of the earth, not the saints, not the church. And it says, the earth also shall disclose her blood and no more cover her slain. Meaning there'll be so many people who will die during the tribulation that there'll not be enough graves to bury the dead. Well, God is not, you know, unjust to allow the church to go through the tribulation if he protected Noah from the flood Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, the children of Israel from the plagues of Egypt, and so much more. And I can keep going. God always protected his people. And if God protected his people under the law, how much more under grace? How much more under grace? 
So all this teaching about that we will go through the tribulation is not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's not in the Word because you have to know God's nature. He is a loving Lord, a gracious God. Now, if there is no rapture, here's what, what you're going to end up with. Listen carefully to what I'm going what, what to show you right now. If, and by the way, read that thing that you just said and talk about it, and then I will I will share this with them. Yes. Well, when he says that, you know, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he appears we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself uh -huh. as he is pure. Uh, I think... I, I, can I say something strong? Please. I think that... Uh, uh, Sin and many people neglecting what the scripture really teaches have less people not living pure. Uh, I'm not making a judgment of the whole body of Christ, but but when have we heard this talked about? You're talking about it, and some are talking about it, but I don't know. It's been years since look, I've look, heard it. You just said something about purity. If there's no rapture, then there's no watchfulness. Yeah. Mm. If there's no rapture, then there will be no purity. Why be why purify yourself if you believe there's no rapture? Because listen, listen, he's coming as a thief, meaning the rapture. But every eye will see him and know he's coming before the visible return. Because think about the fact that the whole planet will be judged for three and a half years. Right. Think about millions dying. Think about earthquakes everywhere. Think about and one earthquake destroying every city on earth. Think about the whole world seeing Elijah and Enoch rise from the dead and ascend to heaven visibly. There'll be no atheists then, huh? Think about demonic plagues mm -hmm. hitting the planet. Think about every human being plagued by demons. Yeah. Think about the power of Satan being seen visibly by the false prophet and mm -hmm. the Antichrist. Who's going to be an atheist then? Nobody. Okay? So the visible return of the Lord is not the thief that is coming as in the night. Because they will all know judgment is here and he's on the way to judge the world. To judge the world. But the rapture of the church is spoken as a thief coming. That you don't know when he's coming. But now, we are talking about what if there's no rapture? If there's no rapture, why watch? Why purify yourself? If there's no rapture, why live a life of activity? Why occupy till I come, he said. Occupy. Why occupy if there's no rapture? Uh, why live a life of simplicity if there's no rapture? Because knowing that the coming of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night and we are prepared, we don't want any heavy load on us. Right. We don't want extra weight on us. And why also live a life of self-denial and self-restraint if there's no rapture? And why live a life of prayer? And why also live a life of abiding? Mm -hmm. Read for me 1 John 2.28, please, Marie. Because this is important for all of you to know. The only way to be ready is abide. Well, why abide if there's no rapture? Look, look, during that great tribulation, people will see the supernatural as they have not seen it in 2,000 years or more. The power of God will be released on Humanity in judgment, in judgment. 
they will know it's God that's doing it. Hmm. When hail will come on earth, each piece a hundred pounds. Think about that destruction. Think about darkness so thick you can't see even your fingers. Supernatural darkness like in, in, in Egypt. The plagues of Egypt will be uh, will return a whole lot worse on all mankind during the great tribulation. So we can escape all that. God has given us a way out. Amen. Now, some will not escape because they're not ready. That's why the word of God shows that there will be believers on earth during the tribulation, and they, and, and they are the ones who have missed it. Or otherwise, why would the Lord say in Luke 21, 36, watch and pray always that you will escape what will come and stand before the Son of Man. And so John writes in 1 John 2, 28, these amazing words. Go ahead, Marie. 1 John 2, 28, please. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Ah, so abide in him that when he comes, you will not be ashamed at his coming. Can I say something yes, about that please, word confidence? Please, of course. It speaks of the heart attitude of the saint who's living close to the Lord Jesus. It, it, the confidence, he says, we have confidence. Well, I, I, it's the heart attitude of the saint. I know this is strong, but who lives close to the Lord Jesus Christ, and there is nothing between him and the Lord. That's the confidence we have. I'm looking for his coming, but I'm going up in the first resurrection. I know in whom I have believed. I'm, I'm wanting to get closer and closer to him. We are seeing today a great falling away, just like the Bible declares, mm. and a remnant is coming together with purity and beauty. And the Bible is very, very, very clear that the righteous will not go through judgment. In Genesis 18, Abraham knew it so well to tell God, will not the judge of the whole earth do right? Mm. The angel says to Lot in Genesis 19, 15 and on, I cannot do anything till you're out. And I love what 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, Marie, going to read for you. First mm. Thessalonians 5 and verse 9, we are not appointed unto wrath. Yeah. Read that for us. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's very, very clear in the word of God that the church will not go through the tribulation. And that's why I am with you talking about this today, because there's a lot of preachers now that uh, say the opposite. And I have to correct it. I have to. It's time that we tell you what the Bible says about God's nature Amen. and God's promises. Abraham said, Lord, if there's 10, mm -hmm. and God says, I will not destroy for 10. If there's 10 righteous, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. So think about the heart of God. And we are getting closer and closer day by day, and I want you to be ready. It's not the way you start that matters. It's the way you finish that matters. Now, I want to pray with you that the Lord will prepare each one of us, all of us, including me, for his coming. Be prepared for in such an hour as ye think not, 
the Son of Man comes. And now when you see what's going on in the world, when you hear about the new robotic, the AI, you know, I was in a car a few days ago mm. for the first time that drove us by itself. It was really a very strange experience for me to have a computer drive me. We had rented a car in California. And to my shock, at one point, we pushed a button on the wheel, and that car drove by itself. I never thought I'd be in one, but I was. It was now my car. It was a rental when I was in California. This world is moving so rapidly towards the last of the last of the last hours of the last days. This, these are not the last days. These are the last hours of the last days. We must be ready. And we are seeing a great falling away, and soon the man of sin will be revealed. All you have to, to do is look to see what's happening around you. So be prepared. And there's only one way, and we read it from 1 John 2, abiding in Jesus, abiding in Jesus. If we abide in him, we will not be ashamed on that day. Father, in the name of Jesus, prepare each one, Lord, each one of us. Come on, stretch your hands towards me. I'm stretching my hands towards you in faith. Lord, prepare each one of us. You said, watch and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape the judgment coming on us. Now, Lord, I pray, strengthen your people. Strengthen them mightily in these last days that not one of them will miss that moment when the trumpet sounds. In your blessed holy name, Lord, meet every need today. Answer every prayer today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, amen, amen. It's time to give now to the Lord's work. Okay, yes, yes, you know I'm going to ask you that because it's important. Why? Because when you give, you prove yourself faithful that God will protect you tomorrow financially, financially. You know, every time I give, I'm telling the Lord, I trust you, Lord, with my tomorrow, financially. Now, when I, when I live right, spiritually, when I pray and I do the right things for my life, I prepare myself spiritually. Jesus said, watch and pray to be prepared spiritually. But how do I prepare financially? I prepare financially by praying, watching, and giving. Because giving secures my tomorrow. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. And Jesus gave us the great promise, if we sow today, we will reap not only today, but also tomorrow. And not only that, the Bible also says, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, meaning abundance that we haven't seen yet. And I believe the abundance will be given right before the rapture of the church for the last day revival that will hit the planet. And it's going to be a very quick work. I don't think the last day of revival that's going to hit the church is, is going to be a long move of God. Because he said in the last days, I'll do a quick work, says the Lord. And that's when God will declare his power in, in that he will meet your needs in a supernatural way 
in a, in, a, in a way where you will recognize the hand of God in it. You know, if God blesses us financially when everything is well, no, nobody will recognize his hand. Right. But when food shows up in your fridge and you didn't go shopping, yes. you'll recognize God's hand. Yes. When money shows up in your account that you did not put in there, I believe that they will come. No different than Jesus blessing that boy's lunch. Yes. And food multiplying from nowhere. Mm -hmm. They didn't go shopping. It just showed up. Yeah. It happened with Elisha. Think about the miracles that have taken place in history with George Mueller, mm -hmm. who would pray. Yes. Hundreds of orphans in, in London. Hundreds. Supernatural provision came right as he prayed. A knock would come to the door. I had a friend of mine named Harold Bredesen. The Lord spoke to him one day to go and minister the gospel to Pierre Trudeau, who was the Prime Minister of Canada at the time. He left the service in Hamilton, Ontario. I was speaking, by the way, when God spoke to him. And he walked out and said, the Lord just told me to go meet with Pierre Trudeau. He, he gets to the airport without a ticket. Because God spoke to him during the, the service. He shows up at the airport. Someone walked up to him, gave him a ticket, and kept walking. Was that an angel? I think so. He was staying at the house of a friend of mine, a wonderful pastor up in Rochester, New York, Don Ryling. Wakes him up at 2 a.m. in the morning. 2 a.m. in the morning. He said, wake up. God told me right now to go to Australia. Now, Don told me that. So Don Ryling says to Harold Bredesen, well, the airport is closed. There's no flights flying. He said, get up now, take me to the airport. God spoke to me now to leave and fly to Australia. He said, Harold, it's 2 in the morning and the airport is closed. He said, if you don't take me, I'm going to walk. He gets up, gets in the car, takes him to the airport. To his shock, the airport is still open. A flight had been delayed to New York City from Rochester. In the car, he says to him, uh, you have a ticket? Nope. Well, how will you fly? I will fly. He gets to the airport. A man walks up to both of them, hands him a ticket, and vanishes out of sight. Don Riling saw it with his own eyes. The supernatural was happening very big in the 70s. I was there when we saw an, an angel on a, on a highway in Canada, hitchhiking. I was one of the kids that saw the angel, and we stopped, and he disappeared seconds later in a farmland with nothing else but, but cornfields. Those days are almost upon us. Just like God met the needs of Harold Bredesen, giving him tickets to fly to when he said go, God is about to show up with food in your fridge, mm -hmm. money in your account, if you give today. Not wait till it's too late. I'm going to tell you one more story, and then I'm going to pray with you to show you the providence of the Lord, the incredible miracles of the Lord. An orphanage. Corrie Tamboom told the story of an orphanage in, I think it was Indonesia, one of those countries was attacked by radicals. And the children prayed. 
that the Lord would protect them. There were hundreds of children in that orphanage. And they saw the gangs coming at them. It was a Christian ministry, and they were being attacked by radicals in, in one of those countries. It was somewhere in that part of the world. And as the children were praying, the ladies running it noticed that the gangs ran away, and they wondered what's going on. The next day, one of the people who were, was a part of this mass of, of enemies came back, knocking on the, on, the, on the gate. He said, please, I have got to talk to someone. And, they, and this man told them how he was a part of that big gang yesterday, wanted to come and destroy the, the place. They said, we all wondered why you all ran away. He said, didn't you see them around? Didn't you see wow. them around? Who? There was a whole army of people dressed in white robes. They saw angels and ran away. God will do it again, saints. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Dear God, I feel the anointing is talking about it. Now, these things happened in the 70s. They will happen again very soon. And the giver and only the giver will find the treasure waiting for him when the treasure is needed. Lord, bless them as they give today. Bless them, reward them, increase them in Jesus' name. Let their future be greater than their past, more blessed than their past, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, it's time to give now to the Lord. I'm sorry that I had to go a little extra. I want to just lift your faith, okay? Because, you know, many of you need it to hear this. You can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benheim.org, where you can see this daily, by the way, on our website. You don't have to sit on other platforms. Mm -hmm. You can sit on benheim.org too, by the way. Or you can give by texting, BHM45777. I'll be with you again tomorrow. Much love and thank you, thank you, thank you for being my partner. And I pray today was a blessing to your life. Bye-bye.